we're just two normal dudes trying to live this Jesus life. My name's Josh. Hey, I'm Andrew, and we are This Jesus Life Podcast, and we're back. And uh, sorry for the delay. I would blame coronavirus because I have it, but (laughs) I just found out (laughs) that's not why we were delayed. So that's why. We'll just say that's why. Yeah, Yeah, we're delayed because internet hates us. Technology hates us. Kind of true. Our own stupidity hates us. (laughs) Uh, There's just a lot of things you have to check before you start a podcast. And I didn't check them on my side. And then we're listening to the audio and we're like, why does my audio sound like shit? Uh, (laughs) And then, yeah, we're like, let's just, we didn't say anything good anyways. We're pretty flat. Let's just, let's just can it and try again. (laughs) We'll just start again. That one, you know, sometimes you win, sometimes you don't. And fortunately in this space, we can just choose when to do it again. You know, why not? Uh, dude, how's your week going? Yeah. What's uh, what's going on in this post Labor Day week for you? Uh, I forgot that it was Labor Day, other than I had Monday <laughs> off, but I didn't really do anything. It didn't even occur Shoot. to me to oh, do no. something. Um, yeah, it is what it is. I guess it's all good. Um, yeah, work's been a little nuts and busy, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of design projects mm-hmm. going on, so that's probably why it feels nuts and busy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. hey, it's money in the bank, and uh, I like money, yeah. so I'll keep taking those design <laughs> projects. Ah, yeah, dude, that's cool. That's cool. It it's only it is, it is depressing. Know, what that working you know, hard? I work a, a nine to f- I work a nine to five job, and the money I bring in from that nine to five job is less than the money I bring in for a design <laughs> business. Um, not all money, but the less. The last two months and then the beginning of the year. Um, that's a little disappointing. You're like, man, these yeah. Because it's, you know, my <laughs> rates are much higher than my hourly rate. Um, right. If you broke it right. down, my salary at my pay job. So, yeah, that's a little disappointing where you're like, <laughs> it's nice that I make the money. Like, don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining. Design <laughs> is fun. Um, right, right, right. Maybe one day I just do design work, but those benefits, maybe man, those benefits maybe, are hard man. to walk yeah. away from. And they're just so crazy pricey, like health insurance and all that stuff. Speaking of yeah. flat on a podcast, let's talk health insurance. No, not really. Um, but dude, it's expensive. And like, yeah, unless you're just yeah. going to go without certain coverages and things, it's like, whew, is pricey. But yeah. it's cool you well, have that like, as a skill that work, you can do on the side. It's killer. Yeah, we have we have no co- like we have copays. We have no premium pays. Yeah, yeah. Like they nice. cover the whole thing. So like it's That's hard awesome. to walk away from that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. We'll see. Well, it's what it is. We, we'll see. But it's cool you have that skill. Uh, it's not as cool you forgot it was Labor Day because you didn't do anything fun. My doing something fun yeah. may or may not have resulted in getting COVID. Um, either way, I'm sitting here. Uh, I feel. I feel fine overall. I just have no sense of taste or like very limited taste. Like I can tell this is coffee and then it tastes good to me. But most things I just eat it and I'm like, hmm, yeah, it doesn't taste people, like anything. Some people that get the Rona, coffee, like coffee tastes like sewage. I don't yeah. know how they know what sewage tastes like, but that's how they describe <laughs> it. Um, you're just like, man, that's, that's a miserable existence. You couldn't drink coffee or like just Dude. the smell of it smells like rotten eggs. Speaking like, of sewage, okay, yeah, that would be really sad. Like that would suck. Well, that's what you said earlier. For sure, sewage. Didn't you say like you had the you had the explosive volcano, right? 
coming out of the back end. That's the road, <laughs> no, baby. dude. No, I was going to tell you, you know, no, there was no, <laughs> there was no explosion. All right. <laughs> My only COVID thing is it feels like I have allergies and I can't smell anything and I can hardly taste stuff. But otherwise, I'm good. Like, I think I'm good. I don't know. But uh, I was going to tell you, you know that like we're both a little bit hippie, but my wife is definitely more on the like natural. Yeah, she's she's pretty hippie. Doesn't not Doesn't about wear weed. deodorant, <laughs> uh, has long, you know, curly hair, never armpits. Yeah, super hippie. Dude, the things you don't think about. I'm though, glad she doesn't like, to this podcast. Yeah, me too. She's not. <laughs> I don't know what all you listed, but I think half of that's not true. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Jana is sort of hippie, okay? She doesn't. She's not about weed, and whatever Josh said is probably not true. But uh, in general, like one of the things we do is we do cloth diapers for our baby, um, and the thing about babies when they start eating food in cloth diapers is when they poop in those diapers you have to spray it out before you wash it because you don't want to just oh, be putting gross. lots of poop in your washing machine because that's really gross like no as gross you don't want to put a- any poop in your washing machine <laughs> exactly not lots <laughs> any zero none <laughs> Well, we when we wash those things, dude, it's like multiple cycles, all this crazy stuff. Oh. Like, dude, we cleaned it out. But, uh, Until you put your shirt on the next day and you're like, the shirt kind of smells like poop. Right, right. But we traveled over the weekend, so we were gone for a little bit. And then um, after that, we like we had there were a lot of poopy diapers during that trip. And I had it kind of built up. Um and anyway, man, last night I was like, I don't have a sense of smell uh, at all right now. So I'm just going to do all these diapers. So I just did a stack of like six or seven very poopy, very old diapers. And I didn't smell it even for a minute. It was very weird. Dude, that's a win. Um, yeah, it was nasty. So Anyway, dude, uh, fun times. You know, the the positive sides of not having a sense of smell. Poopy diapers. That's true. Can you imagine never yeah. having a sense of smell, though? Like, that would be... I, I do hope rough. it comes back. a couple back. people that don't have a sense of smell. Yeah. Not because yeah. they're wrong, just because they've always been de- you know, defected in that way. No right. offense if those people are listening, but I thought that was something <laughs> to say about um, Andrew, I got a question for you. What's up? You ready for my question? Here's my mm-hmm. question. Yeah. What would you like to re-experience because you did not fully appreciate it the first time? Any hmm. experience in life? Any experience in life? Wow. Ah, I mean, I've been pretty happy with the way my life turned out. I think maybe like the first if I could re-experience it, and I don't know if this is like a moment mm-hmm. or a little while, but maybe like the second year we lived in Colorado, that would be one that I'd like want to re-experience because we were like just getting into hiking and camping and all that stuff. Okay. And honestly, I wish we would have like done some more 14ers um, and more of that stuff. Okay. We did a ton of awesome hikes and backpacking and cool stuff, but I feel like that second or maybe third year in Colorado was like, we lived it up. How many years were you here? 
uh like close to right about seven years total um yeah man so i think that second year would be awesome just because it was a great season and like that was when we really were like maximizing you know the weekends and all that in colorado what about you man then right that was his name right finn yeah we had finn then yeah we got finn like a not even a year into our time in colorado yeah yeah man Finn I remember I have two Finn stories. Uh, well, for you, um, two stories I have with Finn. I watched Finn for you once. Oh yeah, um, that was bad. At my old, at my old uh, condo. I felt so uh, terrible. And like, he's one of those. He's one of those dogs that just like he's really nervous about life. Um, Very nervous. So I didn't trust him. I didn't trust him outside in my uh, my house before I left. So I put him in the bathroom. And Finn did not like the bathroom, so Finn chewed the door jam off. Oh, man. Um, which I just painted over and then opened the door really wide when I left the apartment. So hopefully they didn't notice. And they didn't, so I was good on that. Uh, they did screw me on, you know, like $200 because the refrigerator wasn't as clean as they wanted it to be. That was a little frustrating. What? So, That's crazy. You know, they got their money's worth for their door jam. Uh, yes. Yes. But, uh, and then the second Finn story. He was at your house. Maybe I was, oh, maybe I was picking him up. It was the same, same weekend. Uh, and I walked into your house and there's dog food everywhere, <laughs> like everywhere. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I'm not cleaning this up. Then let's go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, man. Finn was a trip. He was like a sweet dog, but he also, we got him. They said he was like six at the pound. And I think he was like 12 when we got him. Like he was not, he was old already. And then he just got like super attached, but then also would like sneak off on us if we had him like off the leash. Like he's a weird dog, but he was good overall. Yeah. That uh, like sappy, you know, he's famous. He was famous. He was in that commercial of the sappy, like (laughs) help these dogs that are being abused. And like Finn was pretty much was it looked. Yeah, he looked exactly like that dog. His twin brother. Um, (laughs) That's funny. Uh, Oh, man. Yeah, dude. What what are we we doing this week? I know this is take two, but we're on week six of the hope study, if I remember right. Week six or seven. Yes. Yeah. And just to catch you up, if this is your first time listening to us, you're like, oh, just found these guys. They sound kind of cool. One of them cursed early on in the podcast and it says Jesus on the title. So um, I think I like these guys. Um, But this is the hope study. We've been going, I don't like maybe three, four, five, six, seven weeks now. I don't remember. Um, It's been a while. Um, and we're just working through the hopes. Hope study is a, a workbook that you can work through that's still being written, um, but eventually will be available to help people find hope and more importantly, keep it um, regardless of what life throws at them, regardless of the circumstances they find themselves in, um, that they can still find hope in Jesus um, and still find joy and life-giving spirit, um, even if life is difficult. Um, and that's really what we're trying to instill in people and you know, we started way back with the preamble, which is kind of an overview week. Then we talked about the gospel, um, called the grace changes everything. Um, we talked about uh, faulty attributes, you know, characteristics uh, of God uh, or character, you know, character elements of who God is um, that we apply to God that that aren't true of God. 
um, things like God's out to get you. He has a smite button. He's ready to, to just slam down when he's just sick of all your failure um, because of the gospel. You know, None of those traits are true. And we talked about relationship uncensored, the fact that we get to be in a relationship with God Almighty. I'm um, not just distant relationship that God is off in the in the atmosphere somewhere, but that God is active and present in our lives. And not only that, we get to have conversations with God, um, which, you know, if you don't come from a Christian background, that may sound weird to you. Excuse me. Um, but um, that is the life that, that we get to live as followers of Jesus. We get to commune with the 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 almighty god um then we talked about emerging from the foxhole how do we embrace this new life that we find um as as christians as as saved people as forgiven and restored individuals um back to god how do we how do we live that life well um, and really emerge from that foxhole that you know we're still in a spiritual battle and um, the battle doesn't change but the facts that we the fact that we don't have to be bunkered down in, in a foxhole anymore um, is the wind andrew's walking back into the room right now in, with a back with a baby backpack um, and I say baby back because there's a baby on his back <laughs> in a backpack. <laughs> uh, Straight up and then this week, this bringing up. That's what we're doing. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then uh, this week, we come to uh, this topic. We're calling it feeling vulnerable. Um, talking about this idea of trusting others. Um, when when Jesus yeah. was asked what the greatest commitment commandment was he said love the lord your god with all your heart with all your soul with all your mind and then he continues he says the second is like it love your neighbor as yourself um and he says all the law and the prophets everything written to this point hang on these two commands so we would argue um, that everything about this life is about relationship with god and relationship with people um and we really can't be um in relationship with with either God or people, if we're not true, if we don't choose to be vulnerable, um, we don't choose yeah. to take off the mask and be the 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 real person of who we actually are, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Um, and for a lot of us, and I would say probably the majority of us, and myself and Andrew included, like this isn't natural. Um, it feels exposing. Um, it feels um, like we're we're kind of opening ourselves up and. Um, there's yeah. a, there's a vulnerability expert writer out there and speaker. Her name is Brene Brown. She has a bunch of books out. She's pretty pop culture, um, mm-hmm. famous. So like, you've probably heard of her, I would assume, uh, maybe heard of some of her books. Um, look up her she, TED talk, she just a short, do Brene Brown TED yeah. talk and watch that. That was like what first kind of launched her into stratosphere. It yeah, was like, like she wasn't super well known and then she gave it and, and she ended up giving it yeah. on vulnerability and it like got, I don't know, millions and millions and millions and like launched her into the stratosphere. But sorry, cut in on you, yeah. but I'm just saying take a and minute I don't and know that because it's awesome. It might have been that TED Talk. I don't remember, but she tells a story where she's giving a talk somewhere and there was a, a sign language transla- translator there. Um, and in the midst of, you know, getting her ready to go on stage, you know, she, the sign language translator is asking her like, well, what are, what are kind of the words that you're going to be using? And so I can come up with a, a sign for them. So, you know, those that, that, um, need, tra- you know, yeah. uh, handling the trans- translation would understand it. And she said, well, I'm a, I'm a vulnerability expert. Um, so I'm going to mm-hmm. talk a lot about vulnerability. And she went through a couple of different signs that she could use. And she's like, no, the, I don't think those work. Um, and then she comes up with a sign where she takes her hands and like places them on her chest like she's holding a vest. Um, and then she kind of opens and exposes the vest out. And she's like, that's it. That's what vulnerability feels like. It feels like you're exposing yourself. Um, and I, I think that's a good definition or or illustration or, or picture that we can put in our heads of what it means to really feel vulnerable 
um, and it's intentional, right? Like to be vulnerable is, is to be Very, intentional a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, what's your initial thoughts, Andrew, as we kind of dive into the topic? Yeah, not, not my favorite thing <laughs> to be vulnerable. And I don't know, like, uh, if this is cause I'm Enneagram eight or what it is about me, but I just, I don't know, man, I like to have it all together. I like to be the one that people turn to for advice and for to confide in rather than be the, being the one uh, turning to other people, if I'm being honest. And uh, I don't know, wearing my, my emotions on my sleeve is just not what I like to do, you know? Um, with that being said, though, I think that having people that you can actually be vulnerable with um, at like a deep very, very real level, having at least a few of those people in your life is huge. Like you, you have to, (laughs) like I have to, I don't know if everybody has to, I sure have to. And I'd recommend it to anybody to have a few people that you trust enough to be just entirely real with and to share like, Hey, I'm really struggling with this thing. I really don't know what to do. I don't know what the right answer is. Here's what I need actual prayer for, you know, like that type of stuff. Uh, or here's where I messed up. Like, here's where I fall short, uh, in a, in a moment or where I consistently fall short. Like you gotta have a few people in your life that you can really have those discussions with. Um, my wife is one of them. You've been one of them. Um, and there's maybe one or two others that, that are, yeah, there's a couple others that, that would be at that level for me. Um, but then there's also like the, like another level of vulnerability of just like living humbly enough to be honest with what's going on, you know, in your life. And, uh, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, there's like, like there's a certain level of vulnerability. That's, that's good. Like you shouldn't, I shouldn't call up a brand new coworker who just joined the team, you know, this week and be like, let me tell you my deepest, darkest thing. They they w- should yeah. rightly react like, oh, Andrew's a crazy person. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he must be yeah. going through something and have a real like emotional or mental break happening right now. But then there's also like the, hey, let me just be honest and consistent with the person I am so that I can be a reasonable level yeah. of vulnerable with people all the time. So Anyway, man, it's uh, my wife's texting me from her therapist right now, like vulnerability, discernment. Yes. Keep it going. So good. Ah, So, yeah. What (laughs) do you think, man? Um, But like there's a part of that that um, like there's an there's a emotional IQ that has to come along with vulnerability, right? Like, um, yeah, big time. Yeah. You don't want to walk into a room and and just be 100 percent open about everything in, in your life. It, it's not necessarily helpful to relationship, um, but they should know the real you. Um, yes. And I, I think the the healthy way to pursue all of this is to constantly become more and more vulnerable in all your spheres of, yeah. of relationship. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to have people that are ahead of the curve with every, you know, compared to others that, that know a lot more about your life and know a lot more about your struggle. Um, but eventually like, those those people should be deepen in, in knowing you uh, and then the yeah. next group behind them should move into where they were kind of thing like we should be pursuing and, and trusting others like who like that's a hard that's yeah. a hard gig for people i get it <laughs> yes um, i've been burned plenty of times by others i understand 
Um, but yeah. just because you've been hurt or just because you've been harmed um, doesn't mean it's not worth it still. Uh, mm-hmm. Like I was just thinking about this because, you know, we've recorded this podcast once before. Um, so some of the things that we shared and, and talked about were just running through my head. And I was thinking of a story uh, or an experience in, in my own life. Like I was probably, let's see here. I, we're in South Dakota. So I was probably like sixth grade. Um, and even up to that point, like, um, you know, we moved uh, from California to, to South Dakota when I was in f- the middle of fourth grade. Um, you know, my parents divorced not long before that. Um, so there's a lot of turmoil going on in my life in relationships in a lot of ways kind of fell by the wayside friendships and those kinds of things even. Um, so like it was still new, it was still fresh, you only being there for a year and a half. Um, and I remember telling my friend at the time who I liked and I remember it even feeling really vulnerable of like, Oh, I guess yeah, I'll tell him. Yeah. And then that little douche monkey, uh, <laughs> went out and told the world first with the girl that I liked made sure to tell her oh first, um, which like in Brutal. sixth grade, like, yeah, we can look back at it now and it's funny, but in the moment you're like, what? Yes. Like my life is over. Like everything is falling yes. apart. Um, yeah. I got him back. Don't worry about it. I went to his house and I called 911. <laughs> I left the phone off the hook at one point. Um, Are you kidding? So, <laughs> like, it's funny. No, dude. We got even. <laughs> It's the funny part of that story. Like, dude, I am so hurt that I anything. am 100%. Never said <laughs> That is funny, man. You're like, you deserve this. Good I luck. Out, like one time after that. But, um, yeah, that's funny. <laughs> I thought it was a good. I thought it was a good one. But, like, we all have stupid stories like that, but we also have, like, really painful stories. Yes. Um, in our lives of where trust was broken. Um, yeah. And, and I think the natural bent is when trust is broken, just don't share anymore. Like they Never can't again. hurt you if they don't know you. Right. Um, but like, I, I think in a lot of ways, it's, it's what led, has led to this loneliness epidemic um, mm-hmm. in our world where people are so like, they so desperately want relationship. They so desperately yeah. want to be known, um, yep. but they're not willing to risk anything to be yep. known. And I hate to be the one to tell you, but the only way you're going to be known is you got to risk it and it's going to feel really yep. vulnerable. Um, and yep. you have to be intentional in sharing with people. Like it's not going to naturally happen over time um, on its own. Like that's, I, I like to, like, I, I think we'd like to think um, that, that it will naturally happen like over yeah. time. Well, if you're just friends with someone long enough um, that yeah. you'll just, you'll get to know each other better. But if you're right. not intentional in that friendship, like we have these yeah. things, like we all have people mm-hmm. in our lives that we've been friends with for 20 years now. Uh, you're like, yeah, I, I don't really know. If I really thought about it, I don't really know him that well. Like, like, and yeah, he I don't really know, know them that any well. better this like, yeah, year we, than I did eight years ago. You know, yeah. like we just know each exactly. other the same amount. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like that's normal. And, and you know, I, I think, I think the other thing of this too is like, I think it's, there's two elements that come into play here, right? Like one, Someone has to model it right? Yep. in a friendship or in a relationship yep. of any kind. You've got mm-hmm. to model it. So someone's got to do it first. Um, you know, make sure you test the waters and like be, be yeah. discerning and smart about it. Like, you know, don't just find the per- first person. First person's going to listen to you and then, you know, bear your heart and soul to them. Like one, it's going to push um, relationship up through the roof and it might, it, and if that's happening, like it's going to be unhealthy. It's going to end up there because relationship happens over time. It doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Um, right. Like, so if it's, if you're like, Oh yeah, this is my best friend. And they know everything about me tomorrow. You're like, well, um, there right. might be some trouble here in the future. Right. There might seem to be other right. things that start to, 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 to come out of the woodwork. Um, so it has to be mm-hmm. modeled. And then the other thing too, is it has to be reciprocated, right? Like yes. if it's, 
if it's being modeled by you um, and you're trying to push it to be more and more the real you with this, with this individual, but it's not being reciprocated back to you. Um, it's, it's probably worth the conversation if the relationship matters to you. Um, if it doesn't super matter to you, then um, probably start pulling back on how vulnerable you're willing to be. Um, yeah. Cause there's, there's other issues going on there, but <clears throat> those are my, those re- are my initial thoughts there, Andrew. Yeah, man, that's, that's really good. And I can't remember if we talked about uh, this before, but you know what? The people didn't hear it anyway, so it doesn't matter. Um, like there is uh, two things like the discernment piece, like you were saying, like be wise about it. It's like just to be practical about that, like maybe a baseline if you're a follower of Christ is like, does this person love the Lord and care about me? You know? Like if those boxes are checked, it's like, well, I'm going to be vulnerable with them. Maybe you're not used to being vulnerable with people. And, and another word for vulnerable might just be really honest, (laughs) you know, like peeling back, you know, opening up your chest, like you were describing from the Brene Brown talk. It's like, yeah, um, it's not, it's not supernatural. Maybe it is natural. Like little kids are great at being honest. They're like, Hey, you smell like poop. And it's like, Oh, (laughs) you know, or they tell you whatever the thing is and it's like, Oh, great. So then maybe we like unlearn that over time. And it's like, I can't say things that direct. I can't ask that type of question so easily. I got to like, you know, have all these sensibilities, but then over time we definitely take that way too far. And we're like, no, I don't want to tell anybody anything. And like, yeah. When people ask, how can I pray for you? You're just like unspoken. That's me every week for eternity. I'm always the unspoken <laughs> prayer request. It's like, well, dude, then we don't know. Like, And God knows, but yeah. the people around you have no idea what's going on. So being vulnerable might yeah. also just be like, be really honest about what's going on in your life and, and be okay with not being perfect. You know, like we always, yeah. uh, in the US, it's easy to look at like, the Southern U S culture. And then it'd be like, Oh, they all want to like keep up with the Johnsons. You know, they want to like keep up appearances, but it's kind of like that everywhere, man. I think, I mean, everybody in our current culture wants to keep up appearances and have the newest, nicest things and do the coolest vacations and all of that. And I don't know, we all can't, (laughs) it's like not everybody can do that, you know? So just drop that, that drive to appear, um, awesome to everybody else based on what you think everybody else wants to do. Like I did this, um, this, I I did some studying to lead a Devo around pride versus humility recently. And, Mm -hmm. uh, and not an exact definition of, of humility, but a, a good one that's like to work off of was basically this. It's just to, um, to know so securely who God says you are, that you don't worry much about how you compare to other people. Like that's a roundabout definition. That's like living out a humble life is like, I'm so secure in my identity and how the Lord sees me that I'm not going to compare no. myself to others, you know, cause it's like, it's easy to get in that comparison game. And the reality is you always lose, <laughs> you know, like yeah. there's a, there's billions of people to compare yourself to. And it's like, what's the, What's the benefit of that? You know, instead of that energy spent comparing and thinking, how do I stack up with everybody else? It's like, no, just spend that energy. Like, how does God see me? How am, what does it mean to actually be made in God's image? Start there. 
And then just Google identity in Christ verses like that. You want to be encouraged if you're feeling discouraged, do that. Start there. There's hundreds, you know, of like, this is who the Lord sees you as. This is what your identity is. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, discernment, like find some people who who love the Lord and who love you, uh, hopefully in that order and, and start with them. And like you said, it's it's like you got to take one step. Maybe somebody always has to model, model taking a next step of like being vulnerable. Um, and then hopefully that's reciprocated back. You know, if you're in a relationship where you're like, I'm just constantly telling them my stuff and they're never being vulnerable mm-hmm. with me. Like maybe that's okay in a therapy relationship where you're like, no, you're the therapist. You're like guiding and listening and coaching yeah, yeah, yeah. on this, but you're not actually my best friend. Like you're a therapist. You're giving me the skills I need, you know? But if it's a friend, it's yeah. like, yeah, man, it's got to be a give and take uh, where not that I'm sharing something vulnerable with you. So you tell me your secret. Not that, that like that shouldn't yeah, yeah. be the motive, but like, if you're no, constantly, not six if it's year constantly you know, sixth graders where we're like, you tell me, yeah. I'll tell you. you do it, and don't then I'll call 911 when you tell everybody, um, <laughs> <Your story. laughs> which is the best move. So I don't know, man, that's maybe a little bit scattered, but it, if you're listening, um, you're like, I'm going to do that. Don't do that. That's a bad idea. Don't do everybody. that. It's a bad idea. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so funny. Um, but yeah, they can't they can't charge you with that, man. It's definitely been long enough that you can talk about it. Uh, the statute of limitations is over. You're good to go. But um, yeah. but yeah, man, it's scary. Like that's baseline being vulnerable. It's scary. And maybe some people are better no. at it than others, but that's probably just because they've like practiced it more. Like I want to be authentic and and honest about my life with everybody around me or or pretty much everybody. Um, I don't know. No. We start vulnerable as kids, but we just don't stay there for lots of reasons. Uh, so you have to work well, back into hard, that. Like, yeah. 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 Trusting's hard. Um, I get it. But like, I, I think a good sign for you, like if you're sitting there and you're feeling lonely, um, there's a good chance you're just not vulnerable enough in a relationship. Uh, yeah. Like if people are around yeah. you, but you're like, man, I just don't feel like I, I don't feel like I'm really known. Um, well, I'll, I'll, like that's really on you. And and we like to blame other mm-hmm. people in those moments. We, I see it constantly of like, you know, this church isn't friendly enough. They don't talk to me. And you're like, right. well, would you talk to them? Well, no, they should talk to me. And you're like, uh, okay, <laughs> that's not how life works, but um great <laughs> but like but that's reality like if if you don't if you're feeling lonely you don't feel like you're known by anybody there's a good chance you're choosing not to be vulnerable with people you're not letting mm-hmm. them see the real you and there's a variety of reasons why we don't do it and it, it's worth digging into like have the conversation with jesus about you know why why do you feel like you know you don't feel safe to be vulnerable or honest with people mm-hmm. um, if you're not getting anywhere in those conversations maybe there's other things going on that you're just not seeing or hearing from God um, you'll find a counselor that you trust so find someone that loves Jesus um, and help helps walk you through that as well like I think counseling is is huge for the Christian life because you know a lot of emotional maturity comes from that a lot of, a lot of you know emotional intelligence comes from those those conversations where you can start discerning those things. Um, uh, and, and dig into that stuff. But yeah, I, I think if you're feeling lonely, there's a good chance you're just not doing relationship well um, in terms of you're just not letting them see the real you. You're you're still managing. And I think too, like this leads to that exhaustion of the Christian life too, like where you're like, I'm just so tired. And you're like, yeah, because you're, you're tired of creating this facade of who you are. That's not the real who you are. 
Uh, and that's yeah. a lot of, that's a lot of plates spinning in the air. Like that's a hard life to live and you'll find so much freedom. Um, and so much more hope when you choose just to, to, to let the guards down and be okay yeah. with just who you are. Like this is, mm-hmm. this is the real me. This is the good, the yeah. bad, the ugly. I'm not always perfect. Um, I definitely screw up and fail. Um, here's the thoughts that are running through my head that are counterintuitive to the gospel. Um, right. Yeah. Like, let those things out. And I would say this too, like vulnerability feels different for everybody. And I'm a pretty open guy. There's not a lot of topics in my life that are off limits for most people. Like I'm willing to talk about it, whatever. Um, um, but I'm also not going to be like, you know, sharing it with the world for no, no, no reason. Um, so like we have a, we have a community group with our church running right now that I lead. And, um, in that group, we're kind of sharing our own story. And then we ask people in the group to ask questions of that individual just to get more of their story and get to know each other. Mm -hmm. And, you know, in that environment, like there, there are topics that are, are, um, um, sorry, I'm getting text messages from Andrew, which is weird because he's literally right in front of me right now. Um, (laughs) there's, uh, it's funny. Uh, save it for later. There, That's all. <laughs> uh, there's, um, I don't know what I was going to say. I'm so distracted. It wasn't even like, all I said was the text. Part. I don't even know what he said. I'm distracted over here. Sorry, dude. Uh, shiny ball, shiny ball, shiny ball. Um, uh, people being vulnerable, be intentional, being vulnerable. Oh, everyone has a different level of vulnerability. And, you know, in this group, when I share it, there's, there's certain topics that are off limits, um, not because I feel exposed by them, but because they're just not appropriate for certain environments. Right. But for the most part, like, here's my story. You can ask me anything. I'll, I'll answer anything offline. I'll answer almost anything, um, mm-hmm. you know, for even for those, those off topic conversations for, uh, for public groups. But, um, we, we had someone else share a few weeks ago and, and, you know, I asked the question at the end of it, I was like, how vulnerable did that feel from a scale one to 10? And I was thinking like pretty low. Like I was like, there's nothing this individual yeah. shared that was like felt super vulnerable to me. And yeah. um, I know the individual story. So there wasn't anything new that I was learning. Um, so I was thinking like, he's going to, you know, they're going to answer three or four. Uh, and they came back with like an eight, I think, uh, if I remember the story correctly. And you're just like, yeah. oh, that felt a lot more vulnerable to that individual than, yeah. than it would have felt to me. In sharing that story, but yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I, I said to say this: like everyone's at a different level of vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, if you're at a place where you're feeling super, um, where you feel like you know, there's there's very few topics that I won't talk about with anyone. Um, maybe not in a group setting, but in a face to face one on one setting, I'm more than happy to share about those things. Um, but to other people, like they're still on the journey to get to those places, or maybe there's people even yeah. ahead of you and they're yeah. like, Oh, you're not vulnerable at all. Like I'm sure all this, you're like, that's cool for you. Like everyone's on a journey. I get it. But I think yeah. the point I'm trying to make is keep progressing, keep progressing yeah. to choose to yeah. trust others and to trust others means you have to be intentionally vulnerable. Um, and I know that's hard. Um, but intentionally vulnerable feels like I'm exposing myself like Brene Brown's, you know, illustration. Yeah. Like if it doesn't feel like that, you're not exposing yourself. Right. Cause right. I think too, like we learn certain stories that we can share. Um, I, you know, I, I have friends that are this way that like there's certain stories that they can share that feel extremely vulnerable to other people, but doesn't feel vulnerable at all to them. Um, right. So they get away. 
they get away with the fact that like, oh, like, yeah. I've checked the box off in relationship, we're good. Mm-hmm. But in all reality, they're still feeling lonely. They're still feeling like nobody really knows the real them because they're not willing to open up in that way. They're still terrified to be hurt in relationship, um, which yeah. like it's going to happen. Just like, brace yourself for it. It's not going away. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's also not worth running away from all relationship because you may get hurt one day. Um, but like, if it doesn't feel like I'm opening up my vest and exposing myself, it, it's not really vulnerable. Um, so yep. like be intentional of sharing those things with people and trusted people at that. Like Andrew said, like, love God, love you. Um, but that's what trusting relationships starts to feel like. And if, if you're not really feeling known, there's a good chance you're just not trusting people. Um, and if you're not trusting people, there's a really good chance you're not sharing things that make you feel exposed. And just on the heels of that, and maybe the why behind why we're talking about this, um, like we've spent a ton of time or in many, many episodes, it's come up of like, what is vulnerable prayer? Like, what is prayer? What is a real conversation? These topics, we've talked a lot about this. And I think that maybe the key in this of like, love God, like you got to start there and then love, love your neighbor, love people, you know? And the reason is that like the more you actually go in real relationship with people and live it out with people, uh, the more in-depth you can go in your relationship with God. Like Christianity, a relationship with the Lord is not meant to be a solo sport. Like it's not a one one player game. It's never been that, you know? Um, that's not the intent. That's not how it's built. That's not how God designed us as people. Like we look at... Genesis, I don't know, three, maybe um, two or three, like real early on, God made Adam. And he's like, okay, it's not good for you to be alone. You need a partner too. Um, so he made Eve. It's like <laughs> how evident in our, our history and in the Bible is it that we're not supposed to do this thing alone. Um, so going and having real relationships with people and real friendships and trusting friendships and real community is so important in this life for a thousand reasons, but one of them being um, the closer you get with other people, the the more maybe capacity you have to have real relationship with with the Lord as well. Yeah. I, I was looking, this verse came to mind as you were talking of like, in my weakness, he's made strong. And I looked it up real quick because I'm like, I don't know, what's the context? Like, does that actually make sense to share? And in 2 Corinthians 12, um, I think it's Paul talking about like, there's this, this thorn in my flesh that I don't know exactly what that is. And mm-hmm. I've, I've heard a lot of different ideas, but Paul had some defect, you know, something that, that kept uh, bothering him. Probably not a literal thorn. I think it's, but a, it, I think it's a physical thorn. Yeah. Like I think he had a like six inch thorn in his hip. Just a huge thorn in his hip that just He's hurt. Big old but, but this comes like, basically, basically Paul was saying like, God, take this from me. Please take this thing away from me. Like, let this stop being a problem. And maybe it's vague and what that was so that we can like insert our own problem in there of like, God, please just help stop me or help mm. me stop blank, you know, or make this other person do yep. this or whatever the thing is that, that we've prayed to God about a thousand times, you know, we all have something like that. Um, and this was what, what Paul says, the Lord said back to him. Um, he said, but he said to me, um, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that by Christ's power, so that Christ's power may rest on me. 
Um, like I'm going to boast mm-hmm. about my weakness because I know that my weakness is where God's power shines through. And and my weakness is yeah. where God, where I actually have to rely on God to do things in me and through me. Um, you know, like Moses, he was a in the Bible. He he was all worried, and one of his big things of God don't use me was that he's like I'm a terrible public speaker. I have a lisp or a stutter or one of those things. You know, yeah. and God's like, yeah, no problem. I don't need you to speak. You can still be the leader, and I'll give you your brother. You know, but I would have helped you some other way if you didn't complain about it. <laughs> but in your weakness, I'm still going to show my greatness through you um, and through your actions. So. Yeah, man. In our weaknesses, God is God's strength is seen uh, if we let it be seen. But we have to be vulnerable. Like uh, we can just stack everything on top of our weaknesses to make it make it look strong, or we can actually be real about it and honest about it and say, "I actually really need help making friends. I I actually really need help." I used the example of moving uh, when we first talked. Like when you need help, you need help. And if you don't know, if others around you don't know you need help, then you can't be mad at them for not knowing, you know, you can't get to your moving day and and be ticked that all your friends knew you were moving in the next few weeks, but you didn't actually ask anybody to help. You can't be mad at them for not showing up. If you didn't say, Hey, could like, you guys come over? Like I'll buy pizza. I just need help moving all these boxes, you know? And how much more applicable is that when you're like, wrestling through something of like, I think God told me to go do this thing or to change my career or to do this or to stop this sin. But I don't know, am I crazy? Like, is this in line with the God you know God to be? Like, is this in line with the Bible? Do you think this is terrible advice? Like, you don't have people to check that stuff with. Then you're going to make bad, bad decisions over time, or at least your life's going to be filled with a lot less joy. Um, or a lot less happiness. So it's worth it to be vulnerable. And each time you are, each time you present your weaknesses in an open-handed way to those who love the Lord and love you, um, that that's an opportunity for God to show up um, and an opportunity to build better relationships. So I just think it matters a lot um, for sure. Yeah, and that's a big part. Like one of one of the days of of feeling vulnerable is is called unshared needs. Like, uh, and I know that feels vulnerable to a lot of people to share something that you need. Like, like mm-hmm. Andrew just shared this as an example. But like, what if you were in a group of people and you're just like, yeah, I have no friends. Like, I have no real friends that know me. Like, <laughs> I don't know about you, but that's gonna feel vulnerable. Uh, I would mm-hmm. feel like a failure if I had no friends. Um, not yeah. to put that on you. I apologize if that's where you're at. Uh, but like not sharing that need because there's a good chance that someone else feels the same way or someone's right. like, dude, I totally want to be your friend. Let's be friends. Yeah. Uh, but I just think yeah. of like what kind of community could you create around you um, that that if you all knew the real each other, like the real the real use, um, like man, that, that's a place that people want to be a part of. And that's a place that, that really has the ability to make an impact on others' lives. Like, yeah. you know, with our church plant Hill city, like this is the type of culture we're trying to create. We want mm-hmm. to know the real you. Um, now we want to know the real you because we think that's where real life change starts to happen. Like yeah. you can have fake and, and facade life change and like, yeah, you can do all the right things, but like we genuinely want to help you um, deepen your relationship with Jesus, deepen your relationship with others. But the only way that it's going to happen is you have to be vulnerable in that environment. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time helping people be vulnerable. 
Um, and, and you could do the same thing in relationships. Like you're, you're trying to get connected with somebody and you're trying to build this type of, of culture where you truly do trust each other and to truly trust each other, you have to know each other. Yeah. Um, like one of the things you just have to figure out ways that, that feel, um, less vulnerable to people, but will get them to vulnerability. Mm -hmm. So like one of the things that I do and do this, like having a beer with a friend or with a group of friends, I mean, I learned this from, from somebody else, um, uh, but like, just quickly ask of so like, Hey, one to 10, how's life going? Don't think mm. about it too much. Just give me a number. Uh, yeah. And then people give you a number. Um, sometimes the number's high. Sometimes it's low. Sometimes in the middle, it doesn't really matter what the number is. It gives you an inlet, um, to find out why the number is what it is. Um, and it mm -hmm. feels, it feels extremely disarming of like, Oh, I can give a number. That's easy. And then they're like, Oh, it's a three. And you're like, Oh man, why? Like that, that, that seems really low. Like well, what's going on that makes it a three uh, and how quickly they're disarmed at that moment. Like become a safe person. Does it be a safe person? You have to be a confidential person, right? Like you, you, you can't be coming at them to fix all their problems. That's not why you're yeah. doing relationship. You're doing relationship to know each other well, not to fix each other. Um, don't try to rescue them out of their problems. Like it's their problems. Let, let them walk with Jesus in that. You may play a role in that, but it's your not job. It's not your job to rescue people. Like be aware of those things. But like, man, when you start to give people that freedom to be vulnerable and that safe place to be vulnerable, it's amazing what starts to come of it. Um, some of the life change, some of the things they're processing, and um, it's not an easy environment to create. It, it takes a lot of work, and it isn't one of those things that once it's created, it just stays that way. Like it takes a lot of work to keep it that way, but um, like it's worth it. So there's little tricks like that where you're just asking simple questions. Like Andrew and I were going through. Um, I'm trying to remember. I haven't been from Oh, Best Self is a company out there that's just trying to foster relationship. Andrew and I spent a whole series. I think it was the Love Love People mm -hmm. series, First um, Corinthians 13, um, where we just asked those questions of each other, simple, easy questions, and it's mm -hmm. disarming from the sense of like, oh yeah, you don't have to like come up with any of these questions, like they're right here and they have different levels, right? Like they have just relationships in general. If you want to go deeper, there's deep talk relationships questions. And then, you know, there's like romantic questions. If you want to ask your best buddies about romantic things, I'm just kidding. Those should only be with romantic people because some of them are weird. Um, I don't want to know how my buddy, you know, wants to be the, the little spoon in relationship. Um, yeah, that doesn't some help things our relationship. <clears throat> yeah. Some things just keep for your wife. I don't care um, to know. Just kidding. Uh, but yeah, right, there's, there's things you can do to be that person and be the example to other people of how do you foster trusting relationships with people? Um, like model what it feels like to be vulnerable. Um, don't force it on people, give them ways to, to jump on the train really easily. Like I think of like, let's go to Disneyland together. Um, you know, at Disneyland, they have those moving sidewalks right next to the ride. So you're going at the same yeah. speed of the ride, like, or maybe a little bit slower kind of thing. Like that's what we're trying to be. We're trying to be the moving sidewalk. Can we yes. help people get to these places um, so it doesn't feel overwhelming? It doesn't feel like a huge uh, hurdle that they got to jump. And there's easy, you know, it's, it's questions. It's the easiest way to get people to open up. Just ask questions. Um, and they're going to self-regulate themselves, right? They're going to share what they feel comfortable yeah. sharing. And they're not going to share what they don't feel comfortable sharing. Don't push into things they're not comfortable in sharing. Um, like in yeah. my experience, it will eventually come out. Um, as you journey in relationship with them, those things will come out for you. Um, yeah. Some people it takes longer than others, but like, let it come at their, their rate, not at your rate. Um, like you're, you're going to harm people if you, if you push them into vulnerability when they're not ready for it. Yeah. 
yeah. but model it for them. Be that person that creates that culture. Um, yeah. And then the last day too, uh, as we're coming up on time here, um, yeah. is fight well and fight fair. Mm. Um, like relationship mm-hmm. is going to cause harm. Relationship yep. is going to cause conflict. It's it's inevitable. Yep. It's not if it happens, it's when it happens. So yes. when it happens, fight well and fight fair, which means That's if right. you're hurt, you've been harmed by somebody, go to that person. As hard as that may be, as difficult as may be, um, go to that person and tell them how they harmed you. Um, if it doesn't go anywhere, bring someone along with you. Oh, I feel like this, Jesus might have told us how to do this. Um, yeah. It's Matthew um, 11. I'm making that up. Um, <laughs> I'm totally making this up. It's uh, Zedekiah 91. Um, <laughs> Zedekiah. Oh, man, it's been a long time um, since I, uh, I, taught, I I read through the Zedekiahs. Like, that's, a, that's a big one. Uh, so Matthew, Matthew 18, I think it is. Nice. I'm just quickly Googling this guy, so I may be wrong, but um, Jesus walks us through it, right? Um, it's, hey, bring, go, go to them first on your own. Go to them again mm-hmm. with somebody else. If that doesn't work, bring the church into it. I mean, the church yep. is just the body of Christ, so bring, bring, bring the rest of them to you. Um, yeah. But that's how we fight fair. Um, we don't call names. You know, we don't bring up past issues right. um, that don't relate. Um, this is how we fight fair, uh, but we fight and that's important. We fight for yeah. relationship because relationship matters. Um, so don't let it just be fleeting. Don't let it fall away so quickly. Um, relationship matters and it should matter to you because it matters a lot to Jesus. Um, yeah. so we should, we should model that in our own lives. So when conflict does arise, choose to, to, to deal with it well, choose to fight fair in the moment. Um, don't try to manipulate, don't try to control. Um, if that's you, like, Get, get into a counselor now because there's some unhealthy things going on there yeah. and you're just going to be a freaking wrecking ball in relationship. It's not healthy and it's mm-hmm. not safe and it's not right. okay in the church. Um, right. And we see it unfortunately constantly, but yeah, be the person that creates it in, in the community that's yeah. around you. Start small, start with easy things, but man, how attractive that community is going to be. If mm-hmm. people can take off the mask, take a sigh of relief and just be the real themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah, you just you got to be intentional. Like, hey, if there's something that you're you're thinking about in this, and like I've never told anybody this, it's probably time to tell somebody that, <laughs> you know. And I know it's yeah. scary. I I like I told you, I'm I'm a person who likes to have it all together. I think Josh tends to be too. Um, so you're not listening to two experts. No, I this. just you're I just happen to, to have it all together, Andrew. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. You just yeah, happen to already be perfect. Have it all together. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's, it just takes intentionality. So whatever that thing is of like, I haven't told anybody that and I could really use some help or, or it would just feel really good to get this off my chest or I really just need to tell somebody this or people don't even know how to pray for me. Cause I've never shared this, like whatever it is, um, just be brave in it and, and pray about it. Um, make a fun environment, like do something fun, invite people over for burgers or go out and do something that yep. you enjoy and they enjoy too. Um, but set a goal beforehand of like, I'm going to share this thing. And if you're feeling scared about it, pray about it. Be like, God, would you just give me like the courage to share this? Cause, um, maybe to you, it feels crazy vulnerable. And to them, they're just going to be like, Oh yeah, that's, that doesn't feel that bad, but it's a big deal to you. You know, yep. thanks for telling me like 
people react people surprise me often with how how they react in those moments um and it's all pretty much always good but yeah man it's only going to be good for you if you if you live more vulnerably um in life and in in your weaknesses uh god's power is made known um so god is his strength is shown i guess is another way to say that so um yeah man but I know we got to bounce, but based this on, has been based on that text kind of, message from your wife, Andrew. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. this might be the first podcast of ours that she actually listens to, <laughs> uh, which is a win on our part. It's a major uh, win. But let me tell let me tell a Jana story that I just heard from somebody else <laughs> okay. um, recently, <laughs> and then hopefully Jana hears this. Okay, deal. But I'm talking it's to an check. old student of ours. Right. This mm-hmm. person's like, I don't know, 20, 21 now, something like that. Uh, and we're talking somehow Jana Hanna came up in conversation mm-hmm. um, as Jana Hanna usually does. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and this person goes, Oh, I have a Jana Hanna story. And I say, okay. <laughs> what is it? Um, and, and this person shares, she's like, we're at mission camp one year. Uh, and Jana asks us, you know, the group of us sitting around, like, when's the last time you really cried? And I was like, Oh my gosh, it's such a Jana. <laughs> um, and the, this person's like, I don't, I don't know. I don't cry. Like, I don't remember. And Jen is like, that is not okay. Like you've got to let it out. <laughs> ah, that's so good. Was like, oh, that's that is like good. epitome Jana Hannah right there. That's um, the epitome. Yeah. It's, it's not Jana wrong. Jana is also another one of those people that like, like you only typically, I'd say 89% of the time when I say Jana's name, it's Jana Hannah. It's both. Um, yeah. Maybe they just go both. together. So well, like you just, mm-hmm. it's Jana Hannah. That's right. That's right. That's her name. Thanks for listening to our show. It really means a lot to us, and we hope that it helps bring you closer in your relationship with Jesus and with other people. And it also helps us out if you rate our podcast or leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. You can also follow us on Instagram and the Facebook. Now, sharing this with your friends isn't just to get the word out of the podcast. We believe that we have the message of hope that's found in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you sharing this has the ability to transform the lives of the people around you. We want to hear from you. You can email us at hello at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. You can message us on Facebook and Instagram, or you can just visit us at thisjesuslifepodcast.com. But seriously, thanks for listening.